I just finished wrapping up all of my recording with Randy for the Metal Matters podcast. The final episodes have been recorded and posted, and uh, for all intents and purposes, my work with Gimme Metal has come to a close. And uh, there's been a couple of questions floating around out there. Um, A listener asked if, all of the older episodes will still be available. And the answer to that question is yes. All the way from episode one to current and into the future, every episode is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, the Gimme Metal YouTube channel, uh, Stitcher, like all those places. Um, So yeah, you can check out all the old episodes that I did. And um, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. And then like I said... Fred Pissarro and Mike Berdan are going to be taking over the following week. Um, and, I, and actually, I'm going to be their first guest. So there's going to be a bit of uh, changing of the guard. <clears throat> and, you know, there's no hard feelings. I just want um, everyone to be clear that I wasn't fired. Uh, there was no uh, incident or anything that happened that prompted me to leave. It was uh, just a matter of my enthusiasm waning over the last couple of years. And uh, before the show started suffering, I wanted to, um, you know, to kind of move into something else. I wanted to get away from this before it started sucking. And uh, yeah, last night I was, uh, I watched the fights and um, afterwards I caught on YouTube, uh, there's like a BKB event bare knuckle boxing which i haven't really watched a whole lot of that stuff it seems um i mean i like combat sports in general but it seems uh a little like desperate in some ways you know it's a lot of these older cats um that have been fighting mma for years and um you know this is like their their kind of last stop on the on the line and uh, I caught a couple of uh, Chris Lieben's fights, and um, there, there's a point to this discussion, so, so bear with me for a second. And Chris Lieben had three bare-knuckle fights and um, retired. And then I watched this video of uh, him addressing his fans and talking about retirement. I'm not retiring from anything, but uh, Lieben was talking about how his uh, UFC career ended and it was different than how he wanted it to end. He basically said his career ended on the stool. He didn't answer the bell for the the final round. And um, that was it. And then he, well, I think he was cut from the UFC. And then he went into all this uh, other issues, uh, health problems, problems with addiction. 
end his final fight uh, at BKB. I can't. I forgot the name of his opponent, but it was a five-round, brutal dogfight, and uh, it went to decision, and Lieben lost. But he felt okay about it because he felt that he he gave it everything. His heart was in it, and it just didn't go his way. And sometimes that's how it goes. And he did not. He still has feelings about his final UFC fight where he just said his heart wasn't there. And I guess that's how I feel about Metal Matters. It's like, <clears throat> you know, I, I, um, I only do things that I feel passionate about. And I uh, don't want to ever quit on the stool when it comes to anything. You know, I don't want to half-ass my way through life. I don't want to do things just because I get paid whatever I get paid and all this other business. And... Um, with Metal Matters, my heart just wasn't in it anymore. I felt burned out. Um, there was other things I wanted to explore, other topics I wanted to talk about, um, other guests I might want to have. And uh, I, if any of you guys listen to Metal Matters, you notice that I kind of was shying away from even having guests. It was a lot of these uh, these shows were just me and Randy or me and Ralph Schmidt you know, or other people that, you know, I, uh, Jay Bennett, for example, I, um, yeah, I just, uh, the, the, the interview thing, I have to be interested in what you're doing, man. It's like, I have to have some kind of common ground with you if I want to do a very, a good interview. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, uh, I just sort of started turning the crank on some of these things. And when I saw that tendency coming, I, I wanted to make an exit plan. And uh, I feel like we ended strong. Uh, the last episode that Randy and I did was uh, Iron Maiden, uh, Number of the Beast, Classic Records. And our first episode together, the episode number one, was Iron Maiden Killers. And uh, it seemed uh, somehow poignant that we return to the Iron Maiden idea uh, that it was the two different singers. And uh, on a humorous note, um, you know, if you listen to the episode, you'll hear this, but I, I talked about being a young kid and uh, being really into Killers and Paul Diano and all that. And I remember buying Number of the Beast when it came out and uh, putting the record on and not being sure who the hell this guy was that was singing in the bangs. He sounded way different. And I also wanted to kind of give a precursor uh, in case anyone followed up the next week and listened to the show and they found Fred and Mike and they're like, well, damn, who are these guys? They don't sound like Mike Hill. So I don't know. It was like a humorous aside, I guess, with some of that stuff. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, I just want to thank Tyler and everyone over at Give Me Metal for just for giving me that platform, uh, allowing me to grow as a podcaster, uh, presenting me with a challenge of producing a weekly show and uh, just give me more experience, you know, and, and I was also able to, you know, use Gimme's uh, profile to talk to some people that I, you know, wasn't sure I'd ever get a chance to talk to. So it was all good. And uh, I hope they don't have hard feelings. I mean, you know, on the surface, everything seems cool. I, mean, I had a long talk with Tyler. Um, you know, I spent some time talking with Fred and Mike. You know, there's been a transfer 
And, uh, yeah, I just think that they're, they're ready to go. They got everything they need. I've completed my tasks. Everything's uploaded. The uh, show notes are written. Everything's scheduled. And now it's time to do some other things. And uh, the coolest thing, the, the real takeaway from this whole thing was, uh, you know, having the, having the discipline to produce something on a weekly basis. And that's not any, I never did that before. You know, I mean, if anyone who's been listening to this for any amount of time, you know, everything went black, would come out whenever, you know, sometimes I'd have two episodes in a week. Sometimes it would be like, you know, one or two a month. And, you know, obviously there was that long break uh, when I started getting really busy with Metal Matters and things were kind of like precarious. It's like I was, wasn't sure what I was going to do and this and that. Necromaniacs, I mean, hell, man. Mike and I had months between episodes sometimes, you know? All that's changed now. You know, Necro is a weekly show. You know, I, I invited Jeff uh, Kashid to uh, be a co-host, so between the three of us, we've been able to, uh, to stick with our weekly program. And now this show, you know, I'm bringing Randy with me. I've got Ralph Schmidt on board, so that's uh, two episodes out of the month and then the other two are going to be possibly a guest you know it might be a recurring guest I mean one of the guys I have on deck is uh, Jackie Schmidt who uh, is the host of uh, Into the Necrosphere and we've we've uh, you know he's been on the show before he's been on Metal Matters I've been on his podcast um, I imagine Jackie and I will be doing many episodes together in the future um, there'll be some of these, uh, observational episodes where it's just me talking for about, you know, half hour, something like that. Talking about music, talking about things that are going on. Hopefully the world is on its, uh, return to a more or less normal operation, you know, after it looks like, uh, you know, these virus numbers are coming down and we seem to be on the path to emerging from this thing. And then once, uh, at some point, there'll be real news to talk about as far as the band goes and uh, tours, tour stories, cool stuff, travel, you know, maybe not abroad right away, but within the United States. And hopefully we can get back to having adventures, which is one of my, you know, reasons for living is having adventures, being an adventurer. That's uh you know, for most of my adult life, I've, that's what I've wanted to do, is to do things out there in the world. You know, in 2020, all that obviously came to an end. And I'm hoping that uh, in the next few months, you know, baby steps, but we can get back out there. And that's, uh, that's my hope. So, yeah, that's, um, that's all pretty good stuff. And, uh, Right now, it's uh, I'm in the middle of a blizzard here in, in Jersey. Um, you know, we got hit earlier this week with, uh, you know, for three days it snowed. I got uh, 24 inches of snow, shoveled my car out. It was like old days. It was like the old days, actually. When I was a kid, this was the kind of stuff that happened all the time in the winter. You know, back in the 80s and the 70s when I started having recollections I remember around Thanksgiving, you get snowfall. You know, I, I played football in high school, and I remember our, our last game of the year, there are a lot of times would be snow on the ground. 
You know, so this is the kind of thing growing up in the Northeast, you know, in the tri-state area. Snow is like just, you know, that's part of the part of the deal up here. Uh, yeah, you know, now with all this global warming, we never get any snow and, you know, people uh, aren't accustomed to this sort of thing. So, so that's what's, uh, that's what's happening around here, man. I hope uh, it doesn't impact things too much. Um, this past Friday, uh, the Tombs live set was uh, broadcast on a pay-per-view basis uh, through Bandcamp. And I, um, aside from the actual production of this thing, I, I don't really, I wasn't really, uh, in the know about, uh, like the, the actual nuts and bolts of the, the pay-per-view for this thing. I, I, I leave that up to other people to figure out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, thanks to everyone out there who bought it, um, I didn't realize that it was only going to be up for 24 hours. I thought that once you bought this thing, you'd have it like this, the way on Bandcamp when you can download records and stuff like that. But uh, that's kind of a bummer, I think. Um, but eventually, that's going to be available for free uh, either on our YouTube channel or there might there was talk of us putting it on uh, Gimme TV, which is like a Gimme Radio um like an MTV kind of thing, you know. And for those of you too young to remember, MTV used to be this channel on cable that played music videos. Now, I, I don't even know if it exists anymore. But uh, towards the end of my awareness of what was going on on MTV, it was all just television shows. It was shows, like reality TV. Uh, there was no, you know, Headbangers Ball, which is a show I used to live for every weekend. Um, and, and I think that Gimme is trying to put that together again with their Gimme TV thing. So um, I think that this may end up on that. I know Tyler was interested in having this um, this live thing put up there. Um, the show was at, well, the live performance. It wasn't really a show. It was recorded back in September. I know some people were surprised by that. Uh, I mean, you know. We tried to do this thing. This uh, actual form that this live video was going to take had changed over the last over those few months. We'd gotten a budget to do this. Uh, the bud, I mean, all right. Just to let everyone know, there's a lot that goes into making a multi-camera presentation. You know, as far as editing goes, and you know, this was a multi-camera thing. You know, we had professional audio and, you know, professional camera. And uh, it's quite expensive to produce something like this. And not knowing what the final presentation of this thing was going to be. Like, like, at the time, this thing was made. We had no plan to put it as a pay-per-view on Bandcamp. It was the kind of thing where like, all right, well, this is going to live on. I forgot exactly who was going to put it or host it. It was going to be hosted for free somewhere. That thing fell through. Um, and then we were like, okay, what are we going to do with this video that cost several thousand dollars to make? And uh, we decided, okay, let's let's put this on, on Bandcamp. Let's try that out. And Bandcamp wasn't even the first platform we looked into. It was just the most viable. So... 
I would like to, you know, hey, I'd like to have had a whole hour, you know. I would like to have shot all kinds of stuff and edited it together and made this, like, really nice package out of it. But we're limited by the amount of money we had. Uh, you know, once you get above 40 minutes of, of video, you start getting into, like, that number starts getting big and starts getting kind of unmanageable. And uh, that's kind of, like, where we were at, you know. And, you know, I'm sorry out. I'm sorry if anyone out there bought the pay-per-view when we're bummed out that it was only you know 37 minutes long but that's kind of like uh, all the money we had to work with you know i mean uh that that's the reality of it you know and the idea is to put together something that could be enjoyed like a two years from now you know not just like some pandemic uh you know steady cam version of like a stat one static shot of the band performing in the practice space which we could have did that and we could have recorded a you know hour ninety minute segment of us just playing in our practice space, and uh, I don't know that's not that's not how I want to roll. You know, I want I want to put stuff out that is quality, and you know we work within whatever resource constraints that are imposed upon us, and um, that's what we came up with for Friday. You know, and I, I'm pretty proud of the way things turned out. I think uh, it looks great. I think we played well. Um, it was fun to get everyone together and do what we love to do. And it was almost like playing a live show. You know, felt very, you know, I felt a little bit of the energy. You know, it was nice, especially after the uncertain times. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of like what that was all about. And, uh, you know, once again, I'm not going to apologize, but hey, I, uh, you know, this, this is, this is what you get. Sorry, but not really sorry. You know, we, we put a lot of time and effort and resources into the thing. And, uh, it's unfortunate, you know, that, that someone or some people out there might have not have completely enjoyed themselves doing it. So checking this out. It's my understanding that along with the pay-per-view, you got a free version of the live uh, recording that we did in Chicago on tour. So, you know, what do you want from me? <laughs> That's all I could say, man. I mean, hell. When, if you go saw us play live, like, for example, if that Napalm Death tour had happened... That's pretty much the amount of the amount that you that's that's the length of the set you would get, we, you know, 40 minutes. That's like all we had on that set. And if we're supporting, you know, like a supporting act, we get 40 minutes, sometimes less. I've done tours where we've only gotten half an hour to play, you know, so enough of that. I don't want to belabor that point, beat it into the ground uh, or any of that kind of kind of business. So anyway. But yeah, man, um, the weekly version of this show is going to launch in, in March. So we're going to spend uh, the, the rest of this month kind of planning and getting our shit together. And then, you know, it also gives like a little bit of a, a break between my work on Metal Matters and the relaunch of Everything Went Black. You know, it's, it's like kind of, I feel like it's the right thing to do. Like, I don't, I don't want to come off like I'm competing against them or anything like that. It's not about that at all. It's just about want to do other things, you know. Necro is going to continue to be a, um, you know, weekly show. 
and uh, we'll just, you know, keep keep working hard, keep grinding. That was a weird sound. That's my chair. Interesting. Time to get a new chair, I guess, or maybe oil the old one. So that opening track, Nick Cave, all the all the gold in California, that um appeared in season two of True Detective. Uh, you know, season one is is the shit. Season one is where it's at, for me at least. Season two is not bad. It's just that you can't follow season one. Like if season two had come out first, I think people would have really dug it. Season three was pretty good because they had the um, lower expectation of having seen season two. But season two and three are solid. They're good narratives. I feel like the you know the, the, the fucking shows are actually really good. But just season one, there's just something magical about it, man. I I just it hit all the boxes with me. I mean, I've I've talked about this over and over again. How much I love you know loved it. The you know I liked uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson in that. Uh, the music was great. You know, the music is great even in season two. I mean, that song is. The uh, Nick Cave track is from, you know, the first episode of season two, and it was it's awesome. You know, the season one's got, like, the whole cosmic horror, weird fiction angle, you know, the King in Yellow, you know, Carl Edward Wagner, Thomas Ligotti, H.P. Lovecraft, uh, Robert Chambers, like, all that stuff. It's a weird fiction story without actually having any supernatural elements in it, and that's, like, was the most fascinating thing about it. And that, even that touches on what supernatural actually is. If an idea can make you go out and do atrocities like that, maybe that's what supernatural elements are, you know, manifesting. So it's, I can endlessly go on about these ideas. You know, I've had a discussion with somebody one time about demons and what an actual demon might be. You know, and, and, and the sort of... Um, you know, uh, analogous thing people say when they refer to they have demons, meaning they might have problems with addiction or, you know, like sex addicts or whatever, you know, but maybe that's really what it is. You open a doorway to this negative element in your life and maybe it is a demon, you know? People talk about these tulpas like uh, Slender Man, you know? Like this thing conjured up out of a collective consciousness and lo and behold, it becomes a hard reality when people act on this concept. You know, if anyone's not familiar with Slender Man, it's like, I think it was like a creepy pasta. And it was this uh, story that had been added on and born on the internet and um, enough people believed in it uh, that some unfortunate person went out there and murdered somebody as a result of that, you know, and it's, I don't know, it, it, it it's an interesting thing to think about sometimes, you know, and, and especially if you like reading stuff like that has to deal with weird fiction and you might be into the occult or something like that. You think about manifestation, you think about intention, visualizing, you know, and visualization is something I definitely believe in because I've visualized things into existence in my own life. So if you visualize negative things, if you, meditate on dark you know aspects of reality and they find themselves 
and they find form in the material world, then maybe you actually have done magic. So, something to think about. Anyway, hang in there. Um, You're going to be hearing a lot more out of this channel uh, coming up in the next few weeks. And uh, tell all your friends, man. I hope uh, that big audience I was able to put together over on Metal Matters follows me over here. And we can all start doing really cool shit again. And, uh, you know, just killing it. Anyway, take care, guys. Cheers. Cheers.